Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. All right, I will start. Uh, what was the last time you read this book? I think it's been five or six years. I read it when it initially came out, and then while I was looking through things, I realized I also had the audiobook, which I have a vague memory of reading the audiobook second. How about you? According to Goodreads, uh, 2016, because I've only read it the once, now twice. Yeah. It was a good read. I enjoyed it. You are making a face. It seems like perhaps you did not enjoy it so much. I, I did not. <laughs> Excellent. Now you fight. No, I didn't feel that strongly about it. But no, I didn't have a good time reading it. Oh, I was super sucks. bummed about it. Yeah. I was happy because it was, you know, it, at least for me, it broke my streak of terrible picks. So... <laughs> slot it into a terrible pick. It was a very strange reread for me. Yeah. I guess I kept, I don't know if I was trying to recapture, because I remember really liking this book. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, wrote a nice little glowing review of it. I mean, nothing super specific, but just kind of a reaction thing. And so I'm going to guess that I sort of fell under its spell, so to speak, that I was charmed by it the first time. And I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood, mm -hmm. but I was not. I mean, there were parts I liked, right? Like, so it was not a complete, like, it wasn't a hate read or anything. I just never bonded with it. So I would, my interest would get caught and then I would just bounce right out again. And so then I found myself sort of chasing the high. Where, what was it that I liked? And I'm wondering if that added like another layer of weirdness, which is, hasn't happened in a reread like for a really long time. And so, you know, there's the, you know, you should try to relax and maybe, but no, I could not, I could not force it. So, but uh, yeah, so I guess we could start with, you know, positive stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I remember absolutely being captured by this the first time I read it. And there was a bit of distance this time reading it. I did not remember much about it. I knew it was about the boy and the girl who grow up and they are opposites primarily is what I remembered about them. But like specifics of their story, I remembered that it carried across uh, many years throughout their lives and that they spent a good portion of it apart. But I didn't remember, you know, that the world was calamitous coming to an end and they were both working on ways to potentially change that. Ways that were incompatible with one another completely. I, especially in the middle of the book, in Lawrence's chapters, had a hard time keeping focus. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember, I don't think this hit me as hard the first time, but Lawrence is such an asshole for most of this book. And I mean, I, I, in my notes, I've got that you can tell that Charlie Jane is probably a Douglas Adams fan. Mm -hmm. There's a, a whimsy to some of the things in here and the willingness to write about things that seem disconnected from the narrative only to bring them back in later. And so I think a lot of the tech stuff is maybe supposed to be on the satirical side, but too much of that shit feels real. Yeah. Right? Like, the idea that a billionaire would decide, well, you know, this earth is done and we need to get off of it. I, I think that they may, there may have been billionaires that have actually said that, mm -hmm. but someone putting their money towards making that happen and not caring about 99 plus percent of the population, it feels like that could happen tomorrow. Right. 
takes some of the fun out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so I felt I think I felt some of that. I hadn't remember. I remembered you know like the sort of split between like magic and science. I remember that part. I did kind of remember that there was kind of an apocalyptic kind of section of it, but not none of the specifics really. And I. But yeah, I didn't remember much of the characterization. I think from the start, I was... I think the Douglas Adams comparison is, is pretty good. A little bit of Adams goes a long way for me. Like mm-hmm. it's, It always feels like something I should really love. But that style... Like, you know, like Hitchhikers is great. I don't really like any of the other books. And so there's there's just a... Oh, this is me because I really like Charlie J. Anders, but like a twee kind of quality to it. That so I was trying to read it like it felt like fairy tale maybe with some mm-hmm. satire in it, and I just wasn't wasn't dealing with it. And then so once I got into that mode, like some of the, the just the cruelties you know that were happening. I mean, it wasn't like I was taking it completely serious. Like, oh no, she's making light of. Of child abuse like no right. that was not it at all but there was something that was so unpleasant I think about so much of this stuff and I felt like weird distance and yeah so it was just really really frustrating but yeah Lawrence like I was with him you know like when he was when he wanted to go see the rockets right sure. like and his parents suck I mean well, mm-hmm. parents suck, but <laughs> you know I mean so I was there with him and I'm sure that that was like part of the intention but you know then it was the like just the sort of betrayal I suppose Absolutely. of Patricia and that sucks and I so part of it was like I get it like to a certain extent right kids they don't know what's going on he's confused and everything but I guess just the fact that like that kind of nonsense like through the whole book so it's like well great you, so it just didn't find that super compelling and I had not remembered so once that started I kind of remembered I'm like oh yeah Lawrence was kind of a douche the problem with Patricia is that she's surrounded by like just douchebags like just <laughs> but like vegan you know I mean like it was all in again I'm sure it's satirical but oh boy do I not have patience for that like up your own ass like coffee house culture I was like, Ew. <laughs> so there was a I read like a ranty review on Goodreads. Salute to that person because it was really funny because I think one of them. So per- basically it was like, what was going on with this? It felt like the magic wanted to be break bills, but mm-hmm. wasn't. And so then that person was sort of like clearly a Lev Grossman fan, which I most decidedly am not. Right. However, there was something about that comparison that there was a different kind of... Like, they weren't spoiled jerks, but they were, like, hipster jerks. Or there was, I don't know, I've not been able to unpack it. But Mm -hmm. there was something about it that I'm like, nope, all of you, all of you suck. And that whole uh, aggrandizement thing is just brutal. And That was one of the things that I actually think I got better on this read Mm -hmm. than I have ever really understood before. And it did make me think of Lev Grossman. Uh, I think it's executed better. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the the similarity, though, for me was in that they are teenagers. Mm -hmm. And the idea of teenagers with magic, when you want to feel like everything you do is important and you have the ability to do these wild changes and you go to Siberia and you fuck everything up and you get your friend killed, that feels like this is what would happen in a magic school. Yeah. And that helped me to understand, well, this is why they don't want you doing things for yourself. 
Because if you're, you know, if you're too far into that, you are going to destroy something that you care about. Yeah. And so I, I did like that. Patricia, I liked her a lot more, especially because in the beginning, and I, I have a note in here where I said you can almost see like Charlie Jane in front of a murder board constructing <laughs> yeah. this story through the timeline and you know trying to do things to keep the kids opposites of themselves and one of the things in the beginning was there's a passage where Patricia says something like you know Lawrence is my absolute best friend in the world and then immediately he dumps her and won't yeah, yeah, you know, he won't be seen in public with her and he's just absolutely terrible. So I was always on her side, no sure. matter what. And it, it just Lawrence being super annoying to me every time we went through his chapters really also added to that. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed to be the, like, that know it all, just like bad nerd, <laughs> you know? And uh, so, uh, and again, like, I'm not saying like his parents sucked you know Mm -hmm. for sure so i had some sympathy but like the way that patricia's parents sucked oh like way way different and her sister they should have had opposite parents yeah maybe they would have been fine yeah maybe (laughs) would have been a short book yeah Uh, but i guess capturing like i think you were talking about like how brutal growing up is Mm -hmm. right and so i I think that 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 part is good especially with like just the weird changes and you know sometimes like you think someone's your friend and then like the next day for for whatever reason like nope they're not and um so i liked that and there were some wonderful lines and there were some really cool things and you know i really liked part of it but yeah didn't didn't connect to the whole thing so i think some of the The lines of wisdom, like I could, I'm like, oh yeah, I could have been, yeah, this would have landed a lot better if I'd actually been connected to like, characters or something. But I always felt like super distant. So then by the time you know we get to the whole red tree thing, I'm just mm-hmm. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel bad. I'm just wondering if this was one of those that I'm not complaining, but if maybe if I wasn't reading it for this, mm-hmm. that I might have said you're not in the you maybe you're not in the right headspace for it or something and i probably would have put it aside sure but i love the whole you know like let's mesh like science and magic and see like and press against it and then when it you know you find commonalities and all that stuff is so cool yeah i i really liked the so i i found myself looking for things that were opposite Mm -hmm. as i was going through the book and one of the things was the magic has to be secret but it works and the science is extremely public and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the, like the, just the little costs, you know, and the way that Patricia learns to phrase questions to get people to do what she wants and to make these bargains with her. I thought that was great. Yeah. I did like the ending, you know, we finally get to the tree and what I liked about it was that it's a nonsense question. And so the answer is, of course, I don't know. Right. right. I dug that. I like that all the problems went from potential human solutions because all the human solutions are bad and it gets turned over to, you know, someone who could please just come and get us out of this mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, and there's, there are tons of great lines and things that actually made me laugh while I was reading this. Like the assassin who gets poisoned in ice cream and then drives two states over to try and get some ice cream that he's pretty sure won't have poison in it. 
it's one of those like Douglas Adams style sure. things. But then that guy comes back and he becomes more important as the story goes on, and then just ultimately gets dropped as he should be. But yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Right, I did. That was I was still kind of in it, wasn't really <laughs> sure, and then like it still didn't it didn't win me over, but. I mean, I did, like, the the whole, the parliament of, like, I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, okay, like, let's just face it, I'm, like, totally addicted to Baldur's Gate 3. Sure. And so, you know, as we're having the discussion, I'm like, oh, BG3, like, you know, just, like, talk to animals. <laughs> they all have attitudes, which, I mean, again, this clearly predated it. Of course. Um, and there's room for all kinds of, like, talking animals, for sure. But I was, you know, extra, you know, charmed by that and... I did, you know, like that that whole thing, and what a perfect, you know, sort of setup for this this young girl, you know, like I'm not a witch, I'm a princess. <laughs> it's like, well, you better be a witch, or you're in big trouble. So, I I enjoyed that, and I think when you said the nonsense question, it just makes me think I've always had this weird relationship with nonsense. Like I mm. like absurdity, but nonsense has been rough for me. That made me think of some of our conversations about like the Sean and McGuire. And we were children, and that one still retains its charm. So I don't. Again, though, been been controlling. I think like where I've, when I've been reading it, mm-hmm. or that one doesn't place it into hipster land and tech broville and <laughs> you know all of that kind of stuff, which is uh, I think yeah, it's it's rougher these days. So remember 2016 being like a golden time, but you know <laughs> they, some things were a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Milton Durth, though, mm. <laughs> pretty great name. Yeah, and oof, what a what a character. Yeah, it, just the the absolute embodiment of unearned confidence and total belief that all your assumptions are correct. Yeah, yeah. The the tech stuff. I mean, the the total destruction solution, like all in capitals. <laughs> this is the title that absolutely feels like something that would be floated as a reasonable plan by certain billionaires. Sure. Just put an X on it and it would just... absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But... Now, one of the things that I really liked about this, because you've got a a fairly long section, I mean, not like super long, but you've got a section where Lawrence has disappeared. He's in the Denver area. He's working on the wormhole machine and they're building up the importance of that. And then at the same time, Patricia gets, you know, taken and finds out, hey, we've got this mission. We're going to, you know, stop these awful tech people. And it's kind of built up. And then you get to the actual battle and it's like a page and a half, which I absolutely loved. Uh, It reminds me a lot of Sherwood Smith, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, of course, one of my go-tos. But the idea that the battle itself is not important, it's the effects that it has on the people who are involved Mm -hmm. and... I, I love how quickly it just came and went and it moved on to the next thing. Yeah, that was super cool. And it seems to fit maybe with the, you know, just that idea of like the keeping the two contradictions. And the, I liked playing with the, like, oh, you know what? Like maybe not everything is a binary or like let's, mm. let's pay attention to, you know, yeah, the important moments. And you may think it's this. And I, yeah, I liked that, that play. That was super cool. Because, yeah, it would have felt probably wrong, you know, just to have, like, a traditional, right, kind of, like, pitched battle. And, um, well, I do think maybe the magic side 
comes out better, mostly because of Patricia. I mean, they both, right, like, have problems. Oh, yeah, And they absolutely. both have, you know, like, cool things. And Well, the, the wizards come up with the unraveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where you're going, everyone's going to become feral, which is just problematic on multiple levels. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So the, the balance that was struck was really impressive, and I thought that was super cool. Peregrine as the magic AI comes across as a little different. The, you know, what is commonly known as AI now could really use some magic because it, it just, you know, it seems like bullshit. <laughs> but Peregrine was really cool. I, I like the idea of how it worked. Like, you know, you always just randomly run into people that you want to hang out with. And, yeah. You know, you're always at the coffee shop right as the line goes down or whatever, you know. Was That's the kind of AI we actually need. Sure. Yeah. Not... Yeah, not what we have. <laughs> not a transcription engine that's 20% accurate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so terrible. And our, you know, pictures with six fingers and seven or whatever is yeah, just very, very strange. Maybe yeah. someday, but by then, yeah, I don't think so. No. Instead of like doing good things, it'll probably be like, well, how can I manipulate you into buying more stuff? Yes, one of the lines that I really liked was Lawrence describing his uh, later day job working at the bank as helping to confuse people. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. (sighs) To prevent them from withdrawing money. I thought that that is uh, unfortunately an accurate state of some of the the banking websites out there and certainly some other websites. Yes. Oh, then there were some. There were some great like skewering. I think uh, you know just some of the the quote unquote education system that was super mm-hmm. brutal, but also like yeah, yeah, all of that stuff was was good. I just think maybe it was the the switch to adulthood or something where it just gets into like disconnected, like almost romance, crappy well, friendships. I don't know. There are some very abrupt shifts in this book. Mm-hmm. Like there's one where. I can't remember what exactly, what the state of their relationship is, but then on the next page, they're naked. And that is just yeah. like, you know, it, it gets filled in after that, but I, you know, could have, could have laid not, that yes, work. Not <laughs> I did not appreciate that. I had to skim that whole section. I'm like, I don't need to know what Lawrence looks like naked. Just, <laughs> nope, nope. Um, yeah, so that was weird. And not in a cool way. I don't know. So there was there was a lot of that that stuff that I, I didn't work for me at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm crying because I wanted more character, and then when I get more character, <laughs> it's like the well, no, not like that. And it's like, well, what kind of bratty reader are you? I think uh, I know the answer to that question, but I'll try to be kind. Mm-hmm. I had a note in here to look at this page, and now I can't remember why. Oh, the whole point of being a grown-up and an uber hacker is that you don't get what you deserve. You get what you can get. Lawrence sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he really lost (sighs) his way. Uh, Yeah. But, I mean, he lost his way early. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too unforgiving, but it just seemed... Like, Patricia was so open to, like, all of his science stuff and, like, super supportive and into it. And he goads her into, you know, that one act and he just can't deal with it. And then never, yeah, mends it. And it's like, yeah. you selfish 
toad. And then like, and then, well, yeah. And then it's like all tied up with the like, well, but now I think you're kind of hot. So maybe I'll try to do that. I'm like, oh God, you suck so much. Yeah. So I guess I am glad that she did not fall for it. So, I mean, that was a good thing because that would have been super uncomfortable to read. I would not have liked that. And it did, I mean, again, I guess cementing that Patricia is awesome. You know, she she basically gets her invitation to super cool magic school. Maybe not understanding yet that super cool magic school kind of sucks. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you get that amazing moment. And she's like, well, but I got to go save my good friend. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, he does not deserve you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down, the the quote is, Patricia already felt like a fragment of an old forgotten life. Mm-hmm. Like right after she saves his life, he just completely yeah. drops her. Yeah. The worst. So she had some great moments. I loved that. I loved the whole like hot sauce showdown. Like I love <laughs> the fact that it was like, that was one of the longest, I think, confrontations. And I know that it's leading up to the finally, you know, getting to use magic again. But I liked the fact that you know, that was the way that she, you know, fought back or fought through or so anyways, like just good for her. And I did Lawrence ever get, ever earn a moment like that? I'm trying to think. I don't think so because in the end, he is expelled from the tech community. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they know something is going on with him, so they won't let him be part of things. And I, I think Isabel even says, like, you know, I convinced them not to just kill you. So it's not like he left them on his own and he was making some kind of a moral stand or anything like that. He just kind of ends up messing around with a caddy and being pushed back into a relationship with Patricia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's like one of his big, you know, just the fact that I think he disconnected from so many people. Yeah. Maybe he couldn't, or maybe he just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I think another weird effect, I think of the reread, like really not remembering a lot and just fumbling through it and struggling mm-hmm. to see And I guess I just kept looking for, like, Lawrence, do you ever, you know, do you ever get it together? You know, like, initially, again, like, you know, from that start, I can't remember specifically what it was, but it was the, you know, just like he had some pretty basic expectations, and it was, uh, I just want to be called by my actual name. Sure. You know, so I was like, (laughs) oh, buddy, you know, and I thought, like, you know, some some gumption. I don't know if it's just that, like, adventure or connection was just beaten out of him or he just was weak-willed or I I don't know what was going on but I just I guess kept looking for that and maybe there was a reason why I didn't remember you know specifics about like his character I know that I'm you know maybe more drawn to fantasy than I am science fiction but that wasn't I don't feel like that was really the the switch here at all but that was what I started to wonder I'm like well am I just not as as interesting like no I don't I don't think that was the case so well, also, when you're rereading something that, you know, your only memory of it is, this blew my mind the first time I read it. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it blowing my mind this time? Yeah. <laughs> that can make things hard. Yeah. So that's one of those where it was, I was not a good rereader here, I yeah. think. that, that was. Uh, so I would not, like, just please be clear, if you are at all interested, if you're listening to this and you're interested <laughs> in reading this book, you absolutely should do so. I just 
Yeah, it's great at least one time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so I think that maybe it's a lesson. And this, honestly, that, again, this might have been the first time that this has happened, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's somewhere I'm like, oh, I have expectations. I love this book. Oh, no. Like it didn't, you know, it's, it's the, this didn't age well. I mean, like there was nothing like that in here. Like I did not feel, mm. I mean, so, and again, I mean, like I... I entered into this, like, I trust you, Charlie Jane Anders, sure. <laughs> you know, and I was not disappointed there at all. So, so that kind of discomfort wasn't there. And it isn't, I mean, it was a book I, I enjoyed the first time, but it wasn't like a childhood favorite or, sure. you know, something like that. So I can be vaguely like, oh, I really wish I had had the awesome time that I had the first time, but that's not, not a big deal. What a weird reread. I'm sorry, like, I know that's not profound or no. anything, but... It's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. It's, I think really it is, like, especially having so few memories other than this was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I can mess with you. Yeah, and so maybe that was the... And I, and I had the feeling before I reread, like, I, like, my rating or something, and I had just, like, kind of gone on that. So when I finished it, I was like, what did I think? And then I looked back and it was, you know, like praising the writing and, you know, the connections and all that stuff. And I mean, the writing is good. Mm-hmm. I just, just bounced out of it this time. And so some of the things that I think I was charmed by before, like some of just like the asides or the, mm-hmm. and again, it was very much like that very storyteller, you kind of think. And I think that if I'm into it, I love that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but this time it just didn't catch me. So then I started being like, did you ever have to put an already in there? Or did you have to have that aside? And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes, yes, it did. You just weren't picking up on it. Maybe I've just been destroyed by reading friend composition papers. <laughs> That's not good for your brain. <laughs> it's not good for your brain. Right. Like, okay, we cannot have no creativity. <laughs> but I'm just kind of scrolling through because I did have highlights this time. They're not, I guess, extensive notes, but... Um, oh, I did see like, things like when she says, uh, a society that has to burn witches to hold itself together is a society that has already failed and just doesn't know it yet. Like that kind of thing. Like, yes, love that. Yeah. I, I have a lot of notes about how wild the parents all are just in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. Like Lawrence's mom telling him that puppy love is when you learn game or you never do. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that is wild. There will be no such thing as a cat-related emergency. That cracked me up to no end. Absolutely wild in the other direction. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to read a lot of that as just like that weird fairy tale cruelty mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like not Cinderella, but like that sort of deal. Because otherwise, be like, why is Child Protective Services <laughs> camped out at your at your doorstep? But yeah, like so some of those things were were kind of kind of funny but also leave poor patricia alone patricia's mom gets mad for a living i don't think that was ever explained that's yeah. just how child patricia thought of her mom right <laughs> yeah or yeah i just have like super weird associations with that and just uh, again the weird assassin guy and one of the associations i made that i definitely didn't last time because this was not out but the whole caddy as benevolent god that takes care of you reminded me a lot of Mrs. Davis. And I don't know if you ever actually watched that. I did not. It's you a were weird like... show. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it felt a lot like okay. it was on the same kind of 
of plane of existence is that. I mean, very different stories, Mm -hmm. but just the whole idea of, and in that world, everybody's aware that there's an AI that's doing things to help them and do this stuff. But it was a, just a a neat little kind of connection. That's just one of those things where I think I have to... I know if you have to add it. Oh, true. I guess when I get curious, but there's so much stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just was. I was super stoked for that show, and then I don't know. It just didn't didn't come together. But again, that feels like another one where if I'm in the right mood, I'm gonna love it, and if I'm not, I'm just gonna like hard pass. Absolutely, and absolutely. Stupid moods. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I be a completely undiscerning? You know, no. Uh, <laughs> That's not why we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Join us next month as we read Jeff Vandermeer's Annihilation.